to Random Gaming Toolkit's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Not too bad. Yep, doing alright. Um, what have you uh, what you been playing uh, within the last week? Uh, I've been bouncing around a few things. Uh, I did start up uh, Detroit Become Human. Hmm, yeah. Kind of an odd game. I mean, if you really want to get into it, it's one of those games that... Uh, it's more of an interactive narrative than an actual game. I mean, I'm I'm liking the story, and I'm definitely going to finish it to the end for the story. But it's one of those things that I, like I said, it's more of an interactive story than an actual game. I'm I'm borderline calling it a game just because of that. So, okay, how how are you finding it though? Uh, it's interesting. I mean, the the graphics are really well done. It's one of those games. That you can see why it got all the hype that it did. I just, I mean, I'm into like the third chapter, and I haven't really done anything that makes me feel like it's a game yet. Okay, right. I mean, I've only done like the interactive character development stuff, so. Okay. Um, what else are you playing? Uh, well, I really didn't have a chance to whole lot because, for whatever reason, um, my internet went down, and I only got it back. Uh, Monday, and so I went about eight days without having internet, so that really limited my gameplay. Yeah, yeah, I remember you telling me about that, uh, which was kind of annoying for you. So, um, cool. So I've been playing. Um, yeah, I should probably talk about it. I had to for a third time reinstall Modern Warfare. Bloody hell, that game! Um, it's a good thing I enjoy it, isn't it? It's a good thing it like it's it's won me over before all this happened and let me just give like a kind of a timeline of events if you will um so it was just before 10 o'clock uh 10 p.m and um what was it i went to watch the new episode of inside number nine on bbc and i thought i'll watch this episode and then i will um come back to call of duty after it was you know half an hour long and all that sort of thing so I went and did all that. So literally went to get back to the game at half past ten, and it was I put the disc back in the PS4, um, and it was like uh, copying from disc, ready to you know start installing the application, and then it just it just did the seventy gigabyte update again. So, um, but it actually took a lot lot less time. It only took like it, it, I you know I left it on to install through the night, and. Uh, was it and uh, it it was ready by the morning so it wasn't too much of an issue but I just it, it it's almost like every time I switch from one game to that it's like is it gonna is it gonna let me play it or am I gonna have to install it again because this is the third time, third time this, this has happened so and uh, next week um, season two uh, starts with the new content so that's probably gonna be another update so uh, any thoughts on this situation no, I mean, that's not a game that I've ever really played. It almost sounds like there's weird, some weird sort of bug on your console level yeah. that's making it think. Because I, I do listen to other podcasts that do, do uh, PlayStation 4 games, and I know a lot of people have had issues with uh, the network being down to where they have to go offline and go back online to make it recognize that, yes, there is an internet connection. And I've heard several people complain about that, so I'm wondering if that just falls into that category. Or it's possibly the hard drive may be starting to fail and it's hitting like a bad sector and it has to uninstall and reinstall. I don't know. It's it's only with that game, so um 
yeah, it's it's very weird. So, uh, but anyway, got in and played some matches, and it's uh, still a game I enjoy, which it's good for the game that I do enjoy. Otherwise, I probably would have stopped playing it with all these install issues. So, um, yeah, hopefully it doesn't happen again, but we shall see. I shall report back next week if it's happened for a fourth time. So, which, outside of the Season 2 update, I expect it to obviously update again for Season 2. But uh, outside of that, if it's not for the Season 2 update, then that will be uh, number 4. So we shall see. Uh, another game which I can't play because it still won't work properly. Do you remember before when I mentioned I was tr trying to play uh, Job Simulator? And uh, it, this was quite a while ago. This was probably at least like 6 months to a year ago or something. Uh, I thought I'd give the game another shot. I sort of saw it in this like little montage of games. And I was like, oh yeah, I never actually got to play that. I still can't get it to like work properly. Um, it keeps, because basically you do this, um, calibration thing at the start, and you have to step into the circle, and, like, press the buttons on the move controllers, and then stretch your arms out, and press the buttons, and it looks like I'm recalibrating it properly, like, nothing is out of range or whatever, but then when I start, I'm either, like, underneath the desk, or, because the, the first bit that you do in the demo, uh, from the, uh, place, uh, from the VR demo disc one, uh, is you, you, I think you're doing like an office, like a desk job sort of thing, at least from what I can see, anyway, um, and, um, what was I going to say, yeah, I started like underneath the desk, and then I sync, resynced it like a third time, and like, uh, my head was like near the, right near the ground, so it was like f even further from where I needed to be, I, d I can't work out why it's not syncing up properly, and I've like moved the camera a bit, I even moved one of the chairs in my room to try and get it to work properly, it's the only VR game I've had uh, that's, that's had problems to that level, so I don't know, and I don't, I want to go and buy the game and play it, but I don't even know if, you know, if I go and spend the money and uh, buy the game, if that version's even going even gonna to work either, uh, I don't know, so what do you make of that situation? That I don't know, I mean that's really one of those things that's outside of my realm of uh familiarity so i really wouldn't be able to comment on that yeah it's just it's just annoying because i want to play the game but it uh it, it loads it like works it doesn't have any bugs it just won't calibrate me properly into the game like space wise so i like can't move around and do anything uh it's very annoying so uh we shall see if that works in at some point in the future so who knows maybe it's something to do with the demo disc version and like the actual game works fine i don't know but i don't really want to take that gamble to be honest so we shall see uh, what was the other thing I was I, I've been playing? Obviously, still been playing Star Trek uh, with the with the crew online, getting more and more people in that Discord server, which is good because um, I, I I mean you'll either you, you there's three situations you'll find yourself in: one where you're going to play the game and there's no one online; two where you're like you've got two people with you but one spot missing; and then the third situation where you've just got way too many people that want to play the game at the same time, which is good, like when you've got too many people because it means you'll always have a crew, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's weird, but uh, so, you know, it, it, I uh, get in with playing it eventually. Somebody actually added me um, to like, you know, you can make like a group chat thing on on PlayStation, like the the messages thing. Someone started a group chat thing and added me to that, which was nice of them. Uh, and they said about playing Star Trek this weekend, which I'm very much up for doing. Uh, and I should probably reply to that person as well. So that should be some fun. Um, it's just a shame they haven't updated the game in so long. Um, but uh, it's still fun to do the missions with everybody. Because so, 95% of the time, it's I've either got one or two different people that are with me. But there's certain other players that like 
um, I, I keep end up playing uh, with as well. So it's some people that I'm still familiar with, but some new people. Uh, and obviously you can change your role and all that sort of stuff. So it's still it's still pretty fresh to play, even though there's nothing new to, to do on the game. Um, and sometimes you are on the different ships, so that's quite fun. So Because uh, you've got the Ages, you've got the original Enterprise, and the Next Generation. Those are the three different uh, ships in the game. So... Uh, what was the other thing I was going to mention that I've been playing? Call of Duty, Star Trek, Dying Light. Uh, oh yeah, Dying Light. I um, yeah, downloaded the the the. It's called the following the DLC. Uh, you have to play the prologue of the main campaign mission in the actual story in order to unlock it. I did that. Finished that today. Not the game. The uh, prologue part of the main chapter, main campaign, uh, and played about twenty minutes of the uh, following DLC. So hopefully that's pretty good. It's it's it still holds up really well it's still a really great game i think it came out in about 2015 or 16 roughly it's about it's about four or five years old uh dying light but it's still really really good it's uh scratching the the zombie itch that i've still got and uh we'll see how that ends up playing so that's pretty much what i've uh been doing at the moment with uh gaming wise so let's get into some housekeeping Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right-hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon. There's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier that gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, Classic Reviews is back, for, sorry, back, it's finished rather, for Season 3. Uh, did a Season 3 rankings thing uh, today, released that today. Uh, and of course, if you've missed any of the episodes of Classic Reviews, uh, you can either search for Classic Reviews on your podcast service or search for it on the website. It's uh, still available, of course. Seasons 1, 2 and 3 are all now out and available to listen to. Uh, so you can go and do that if you would like to do so. Uh, today, me and David did two preview podcasts. One is for The Walking Dead Season 10. It's coming back in a couple of weeks. And we discussed uh, slight changes to the schedule, not necessarily with Walking Dead, but more with uh, Better Call Saul and Westworld. Westworld is also coming back soon for Season 3. We haven't done a Westworld Season 3 podcast yet, but uh, we shall be doing that uh, soon, because that, that doesn't come back until March. So uh, look out look out for those three shows. Uh, they're going to be three big shows we're going to be covering over the next couple of months. But at the moment, Walking Dead, Se- Walking Dead Season 10B preview podcast and Better Call Saul Season 5 preview podcast as well. So those are out to listen to. Man United drew nil nil with Wolves on Saturday uh, and there's now a two week break with football we're back on the 16th Monday night football against Chelsea big big game for us to to play in two weeks uh, but we also signed Bruno Fernandes uh, from Sporting Lisbon the Portuguese uh, playmaker midfielder 
Uh, and he had his debut against Wolves, and he's already making some of our bad players look worse because he's just miles better. But uh, uh, yeah, we didn't manage to win the game, but good stuff to see uh, Bruno finally wear the Manchester United shirt, the number 18 shirt. So that was good as well. Uh, let's play Sundays for the Outer Worlds. Uh, the good talk for the Good Play season for episode 13, the series finale. The Good Place is now finished uh, on NBC in the US and Netflix in the UK. Me and David will be back on Friday to do Friday to do a uh, series wrap-up podcast as well, so have a look out for those if you're a fan of The Good Place. Uh, what else we got here? Random Gaming Talk last week, we talked about uh, Konami's consideration to make a new Silent Hill game, whether that will be a pachinko machine game or an actual video game. We'll have to wait and see if they actually make anything. Um, we talked about EA considering returning to KOTOR, which is Knights of the Old Republic, the Star Wars game. We talked about uh, this month's Games with Gold and PS Plus games as well for the month of February. Speaking of classic reviews, I did a Toy Story. I did a Toy Story Day uh, last week uh, with a Toy Story wrap-up podcast, which will of course change if there is a Toy Story Five, but nothing on the horizon yet. Uh, a rankings podcast for the Toy Story films, uh, all four of those films, of course, and also did a uh, final review episode for season, for season three of classic reviews, which is season three, episode six, and that is for Toy Story Three. Uh, so go and check all of that out on EntertainmentTalk.org. And on podcast platforms, let's move into some news. Alright, what would you like to talk about today? Well, first off, we have uh, Sony is going to close UK Game Studios. Uh, it's uh, This was confirmed to uh, GI.biz. It's going to close the studio in Manchester, England, which was working on a VR title. Uh, the closure is related to PlayStation's ambitions to, quote, improve efficiency and operations effectiveness. Uh, and this is a full closure. Every single person in the studio is being laid off and not like shuffling people around or shutting down a game. This is turn off all the lights, lock all the doors, mm-hmm. uh, which really sucks for the people that work there. Um, hopefully they'll be able to find new jobs soon. But I was looking and I don't think that studio ever actually technically released a game. No, I don't think they did uh, from what I was reading a couple of days ago. Um, apparently they were developing something for like five years or whatever and uh, they didn't actually get around to, re- to, to releasing it so a um, bit of a shame like you said hopefully they find their feet hopefully they find uh, more jobs within um, Sony and within PlayStation of course um, you know there's a bunch of games to be made for PS5 I assume so um, hopefully they can make some of those as well um, there's a bit of a background noise on, on your end at the moment um, uh, my computer's on that's about it okay uh, but yeah, hopefully they find their feet. Uh, we can't offer them a job here, unfortunately. Not that they would necessarily want to work on podcasts, but um, yeah, like I said, there's a bunch of games probably being made for PS5, and uh, hopefully they are able to e- e- either with Sony or you know anybody else that uh, can can uh, offer them a job, uh, games-wise. So we shall see. But um, yeah, bit of a shame, unfortunately. I would like I would like to have known what they were working on because obviously I'm very into VR games. Hopefully, when they work, you know. But um, yeah, be, it'd be interesting to maybe one day find out what they were working on. But who knows if we'll ever find that out. So 
that is that, unfortunately. Um, what else do you want to talk about today? Well, the official uh, PS5 website was uh, quietly launched. Uh, this is something that was initially spotted on Reddit. Uh, Reddit, both the UK and German versions of the website, are live. Uh, there isn't anything on the site itself outside of the PS5 logo and a website uh, area to where you can sign up for all the latest PS5 news via direct email from the PlayStation site itself. Uh, but the logo does reconfirm that it is going to be a holiday launch window. Hmm. Uh, so it looks like they've just got a landing page uh, for when they do start making official announcements. But outside of that, there's not really anything going on. Yeah, I mean, it's one. Of, I mean, this kind of just seems like a standard procedure, kind of thing, you know. Um, it's a bit like with us. Whenever we launch, I know this is a bit different to compare us to someone like Sony, but when we launch like a new podcast or something, we simply add it to the, a, a page on the website and uh, update it in various different um, places and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty standard thing. Obviously, this that they, they, you know, even though multiple different outlets will report when they see news of uh, PS5 and stuff like that. Um, they still have to do it themselves as well. So, you know, it, when uh, someone visits PlayStation's website or whatever, uh, they still have to have that information. So it's nothing too big, I don't think. Obviously, it will be updated once they um, give us some actual news as to anything, you know, price, uh, release date, what the console and the controller looks like. Um, the trailer for NAC 3, if that gets made, uh, I, but I, hopefully it sort of doesn't, but it, I'm not, you know, if you like NAC, then if they make NAC 3, I'm, I'm assuming that's good for you, but, uh, yeah, we'll see what they come out with, and, um, I mean, I don't think necessarily the Sony or the PlayStation website is, like, a gamer's kind of go-to for finding out news, maybe if, like, if you want to buy something, there's been the occasional time I've gone on, you know, PlayStation's website when I've not been, when I've been away from my console to... Uh, look at uh, a couple of things and whatever, but uh, other than that, it just seems like kind of standard procedure. So what do you think? Yeah, it looks like it's pretty standard procedure. Like I said uh, before, the website itself is pretty bare minimum. Mm, yeah, There's not much on it. I mean, it's just a landing page. All the other uh, links that are active are to other parts of the PlayStation website, dealing with like PS4, service games, things coming out, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting to note that that's, you know, that's one of like like you said, one of the first steps in that. So you know they've at least taken that first step, if nothing else. Yep, cool. So we'll see when some actual information comes out of uh, this particular page. Um, lots of speculation at the moment as to like, okay, when is when is Sony actually going to say something? Because they're being a bit too quiet. I think. I mean, there's the difference between okay, sure, we don't want them to like rush any PS5 games. We don't want them to rush the console out or whatever. Talk when they're ready, but. Uh, very uh, going to be very interesting to see when they do start talking about different things. So, because there's still lots of information we don't know about both consoles, to be honest. So, because um, we've seen what the Xbox Series X looks like and probably know about two of the games, which is Halo Infinite and Hellblade 2. But other than that, we don't know a whole lot, and uh, it's going to be exciting on both sides to see what they do. So, uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Well, do you remember I've brought up uh, Eve Online every now and then on the podcast? Um, I think so. Yeah, I think I remember you, you mentioning that game before. Yeah, it's a game that falls in a kind of a weird category in that in its arena, in its sphere, its little bubble, it is super, super popular, but it's not really what a lot of people might play, because it's not a casual game. It's not a hardcore game in the sense that, you know, like a like Sekiro or 
you know, Dark Souls or something like that. It's a hardcore game. Uh, it's an MMORPG based in space, but it's one of those games that you kind of need like a spreadsheet and a flowchart in advance yeah. if you know where you want to go with your character. Like like a skill, it'll say takes three days to train, so you activate the training, and then you have to wait three actual days to play the game with that skill. You can still play the game, obviously, but that skill, um, it's all the training. Okay, I heard a dog on that one. Yeah, All the that's just, that's just the dog downstairs, just ignore Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the reason why I bring it up is that, that the game has been uh, down for over nine days due to a DDoS attack, so a directed denial of service. That's not has very kept nice. the game. Yeah. Um, see, it's a very the, and the reason why it's bad is that its player economy is also the the game economy is also very player driven. And it's super complex, and yeah. the game does actually have, have like real-world monetary effects. Like you can do some things, you can earn enough in-game credits to buy free months of the subscription to the game itself. And then there's other things like fuel costs for your starship, you know, trading things like that. It's not like back in the day when you were on World of Warcraft or something, and you were like selling items on a virtual stock market or whatever. This is. Uh, one of those things where it's it's so intricate and complicated that I couldn't even begin to explain it. It's just one of those things that mm-hmm. there's like real well like they, I remember like a, about a year ago uh, there was like some massive guild war and it wound up being like if you were like to buy everything that was destroyed or something like fifty thousand dollars of actual real world world money um, and there's like ships that if you hit if you didn't farm it out to all the the components and the um, parts and whatever to, to actually build the ship. If you want to just like buy everything with like microtransactions, it's a $30,000 ship, which is just insane. But yeah. people are that dedicated to the game and they play it that much. But it's just weird that the game, any game would have a DDoS for that long. And for that to be nine days and counting is just beyond staggering. So, yeah, that is a that is a really really long time for something like that to last. Um, I remember there was a wasn't there like a famous PSN outage a couple of years ago or something. Um, well, there's the famous Sony uh, hack where PSN yeah, was down for several yeah. months. See, I didn't I, I I didn't have a PSN account or anything, and I was, I was probably on uh, Xbox at that point. So um, yeah, I, I wasn't kind of involved in that one. But yeah, things like that have happened before. And I, t- I can kind of oddly relate to this in a certain way because as much fun it is as it is to like, you know, watch TV, podcast on it and podcast on games and stuff. When you get to the technical side of, I'll just say, running a website or running anything tech-wise uh, and you get error messages and things that don't work and when the website crashes and stuff, very, very annoying. Uh, and I know that something like a DDoS attack is much, much worse than like, a website crashing for an hour or something but uh mm-hmm. still kind of annoying and um yeah sometimes there's not much you can do and you have to wait on uh, technical support uh so that's that so but well uh, you were telling me before we started recording that a couple of times in the last week uh the entertainment talk website's gone down but that was because we're starting to get a lot more popular and we're starting to get a lot more, a lot more traffic yes and yeah. the site just couldn't handle it i mean that's <laughs> it's a bummer but that's a good thing yeah yeah and definitely. i'm very thankful for all the new people that are coming and listening welcome how you doing oh, and the uh long time listeners thanks for sticking around glad you're still here um but yeah that's i mean a ddos is an intentional malice attack 
and for it to be nine and a half days and counting is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just to echo Robert's thoughts there to show appreciation to everybody. Um, I guess uh, thanks for crushing the website, but thanks for doing it for a very good reason. Because um, yeah, it was just a, a kind of normal like, oh, it's it's crashed. I'll contact Kualu and see what you know what's up. And then they, it, it was to do with like a memory kind of thing. And then they sent me some stats and, to, and a more detailed kind of email. And they were like, okay, the website's back up, but here is kind of what happened. Um, and uh, that was very surprising and very nice in uh, different ways. It uh, you know a bad thing that happened. The website went down, but for for that's probably. If you were to put it into perspective, that's probably the best reason the website could go down. I can't think of another good reason why the website would go down. But, uh, yeah, thanks for everybody who's stuck with us for all this time. I don't know how many people have stuck around since, like, the Xbox All-in-One days. Uh, that was before Entertainment Talk was even really a thing. Um, that that was sort of... That was basically this podcast, but pre-Entertainment Talk, which was formed about, about six months later or something. Uh, four to six months later. Um, so, if you're new here, or you're... Um, uh, if you or if you've been around here for a long time, uh, thank you very much for sticking with us. And um, yeah, please continue to enjoy the content because it's gonna keep on coming. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully the game survives. Hopefully the website stays up, and uh, we can all um, get along with our lives, I suppose. So, um, but yeah, it just to just to kind of um, put an additional piece of information. Uh, they have said that if it does happen again, there's there's bottom line is there's a basic, there's a very easy and basic solution if it uh, does get any worse but for better reasons so so if we do get <laughs> you know more traffic and it keeps happening there's a an easy and kind of simple solution which is good to um to know as well so uh what else do you want to talk about today oh uh, did you ever play the game uh, castle crashers castle crashers i think i might have done a couple of times it was a, it's a very fun like four player co-op uh, castle co-op uh you know beat em up uh, mm-hmm. You have little knights, and they have different colors to differentiate, you know, the characters and the different powers and whatnot. But they're all still basically just like your regular knights. Um, but anyway, the original, the company that made that, uh, Behemoth Studios, their original game, uh, Ca- uh, Alien Hominid, just got announced that they are making a sequel for it. Uh, so this is going to be a Beth- Behemoth Studios' fifth game, obviously Alien Hominid, uh, two castle crashers, and then. A- Fifth, fourth one that I don't remember, but the Alien Hominid original game was a shooter, and it looks like they're going to bring back that shooter aspect, but they're going to go co-op with it, which is pretty cool. Um, they announced that they're going to have uh, a playable demo at PAX East and EGX Rez, which is a convention I've not heard of before. Hmm. Um, yeah. The uh, one of the people that I've already seen in an early form of it. Um, uh, has described it as bonkers, so we'll see what that is when that comes out. Yeah, I mean, um, for fans of the game that are getting more or another game, uh, that's very, very good for those uh, people. And because, uh, yeah, it's just good when you get more of uh, the thing that you like. So hopefully, all these events go well, and um, hopefully, everything works and everything goes pretty well. I haven't got really anything to add in terms of the game itself. But uh, all we can do is wish everybody the best involved, I think. So, um, best of luck to everybody. Uh, anything else you want to add to this? No, I mean, I've played a good chunk of Castle Crashers. It's a really fun game. It's got a really quirky sense of humor, uh, a lot of wackiness to it. And we'll just see what to do. Alien Hominid comes about. Yep, cool. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today? 
Uh, well, the last thing that I had to talk about is uh, Google and uh, Stadia. And if you're wondering why I've not talked about it up until then, it's because there's never really been anything to talk about. And now we're starting to see the fact that, as I, as a lot of people called it, it wasn't like the best thing to do. Um, earlier this week, Google announced that two new games will be added to the Stadia's Stadia Pro free game lineup, the Guilt and Metro Exodus, and that other two games, Rise of the Tomb Raider 20th Anniversary Edition and Samurai Showdown, will be removed. Um, which doesn't seem like a whole big thing, hmm. but uh, several people, uh, including uh, Reddit community managers, say that Google doesn't understand their frustrations and things like that. Um, the interesting thing, and the reason why I'm bringing up this article, is that a Google rep disputed the Reddit complaint from the community saying that the Stadia team has been providing weekly updates on the Stadia community forum, and it's up to the game developers themselves to actually announce when games are coming up and going off, which kind of is, but mm -hmm. also kind of isn't. I mean, this is technically Google's platform. Yeah. So it's the onus is really on them to make everybody want to own the Google Stadia, and keeping all that in the back burners and not telling anybody is not really going to do that. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm not going to sit here and rant about Stadia, you know, I've, I haven't used it and uh, I haven't got it and I don't have any personal complaints with it, but uh, it just seems like they're not managing really anything uh, very well on the platform at the moment. Um, there was like features missing from launch day, I don't know if they've been put in yet, it's now February, so this thing's been out a couple of months, what was it, November? Um, got, a lot longer released. than we know, but it's. I don't remember the last time. I don't even know the technical day that it came out. I just know that mm -hmm. it is out. Yeah, I think it was some point in November, so a couple of months. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's strange because I mean, not strange. It's interesting because before, pretty much during and after, because we are we are in the after part of it. It has launched and it's been a couple of months. Just not heard anyone talking about this this. Uh, service i almost called it a console or whatever but it's, it's not um i guess the service is what you'd call it just not heard anybody talking about it not heard anybody say that they've tested it um i've seen like the old review from i think ign reviewed it maybe but like um even from all the different coverage on the internet that i follow no one's talking about this uh system there's been i think like two videos outside the ign review that i saw um i think there's this um I can't remember his name probably, it's like Wong uh, something, he, he's, he's done some like Kojima videos in the past and he, he covers games, um, I think it, Yong Yi or something is his name, I, I apologise for mispronouncing that, I, I can't remember properly what his name is, um, but uh, he talked about it like once and that was kind of it, so it's sort of like this failing platform that just no one's talking about it's not as if it's not as if this platform is like failing and everybody's like moaning about it because there's just there's just no discussion about it i mean i'm sure if you like went on um reddit or something and searched for stadia or searched on social media for stadia you'd probably find something but i've not you know had a reason to do that uh but yeah just outside of that just not hearing anything about it anyway so um they're they're, they're sort of not getting flack for the bad sort of system they've got. I'm not saying that they should receive flack for it, you know, if people aren't really even using it, then there's no one there to give it any kind of flack for being bad anyway, but yeah, it's, I, I'd still like to at least just, like, 
try it in this house just to see if it works that doesn't mean I'm gonna go and buy it because I don't want it and don't want to spend the money on it but I'm just I just have the curiosity like okay if I plug in a Chromecast or whatever or load it on my iPhone um, can like will it just just the curiosity of will it work will it load how will the games run that kind of thing um, how about you would you like to just like try it just to see if it worked sort of thing uh, I might play it for a little bit but I don't really have any that much interest in uh, yeah uh, dealing doing anything with it yeah so we'll see what happens with it in the future um i remember i did kind of predict a bit that like didn't i say that by like the end of january that like this thing would be dead now it's not necessarily dead it might just kind of go i'll say go even quieter but i don't know how much quieter this this service could actually be because no one's talking about it um but it might it might it might just be that thing that in like six months time or something a piece of news comes out for Stadia and we go oh yeah remember that that thing that was out because I don't really see it, it picking up necessarily so I'm, I'm trying to just be fair and kind of um, you know just talk about how I feel about it so there's that but uh, we'll see if something happens with it in the next couple of months I guess maybe, maybe some sort of Stadia Connect to E3 or something or a Stadia Connect at some point because they haven't done one of those like post launch um, and they did one Probably two or three months before the thing came out, so very strange. Uh, anyway, what else do you want to talk about today? Well, that's all that I had. So cool. Uh, so we got some news about uh, Tie the Tasmanian Tiger, uh, which is a game I recognise from the GameCube. I think I played it on. I don't think it was on the PS2. It's either the PS2 or the GameCube, but I'm pretty sure it was the GameCube. Um, is getting a HD port for PS4 um, in March. We have some information here. This is from PushSquare.com. Uh, I recommend them for PlayStation news. They're very good, very reputable, and uh, they post you know reliable news, which is always nice. Um, so from PushSquare, fans of the uh, that fans of the classic PlayStation 2 era platformers may be excited to learn that Tyler Tasmanian Tiger. Uh, his crowdfunded remaster will double jump onto the PS4 later this year. It will first roar, roar to the Nintendo Switch on March 31st, and but will slink its way to Sony's system as soon as possible. Uh, thereafter, it seems that developer Chrome, that's K-R-O-M-E, uh, is approaching things one console at a time. Uh, Robert, are you aware of this game? No, I never really heard of this game. No? Nothing at all? No? I mean, I might have heard about it like a long time ago, back in the day, but yeah. nothing recently. Uh, so this is here for this is from still from Push Square. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the original tie launched in 2002 on the PS2, uh, so it might have been on the PS2 instead of the GameCube then, uh, and spawned all kinds of sequels. The remaster was funded on Kickstarter and smashed past its target within three days, which is very good. Uh, before going on to a cure, uh, over $132,000. Uh, are there um, are there any other last gen platformers you'd like to see make a comeback? And it says let us know in the comments below. Um, yeah, platformers are making a comeback, certainly. I mean, you had Crash that got remastered, you had Spyro that got remastered. I wouldn't really call Medieval a platformer necessarily, but that kind of 90s character nostalgia sort of thing. Um, we have some rumors about Matt Ratchet and Clank here in a bit. Um, and uh, yeah, it looks like uh, Ty could be could be next. I do. Rem I never finished the game, but I do remember getting having the first one on. Uh, it must have been PS2 then. Having the first one on PS2 and play. I played a good chunk of it, but just you know, I was a kid, so I never finished it. Um, so this might be a good chance for me to uh, possibly jump back on it and for the for the characters to maybe get uh, 
get a new, a new sense of spotlight. So we shall see. Um, how about you, Robert? What's your interest level for this game? Uh, not really. I mean, I never was that much into the, the PlayStation uh, ecosystem. So, but I, I know I'm sure a lot of people really liked it. And, mm. if, you know, you're getting more of what you like is never a bad thing. So. So we'll see how that turns out. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to get it, what console I'm going to get it for necessarily. It obviously comes out first on Switch, but we'll see. Um, like if, if the review of the port to Switch is good, that sort of thing. So uh, let's move on to some bit of rumory stuff. Uh, rumory? Some rumours uh, stuff that, that's kind of going on. Uh, there's a lot of talk lately about a Ratchet and Clank game coming to PS5. Uh, Colin Moriarty has also talked about this on Sacred Symbols before. Um... What do you think? Do you think that... Because uh, it's... Um, oh, God. What's the name of the... Um, is it the Gorilla or an Insomniac? I can't, I, God, I can't remember which one it is. Um, they are making... I'm going to have to look that up. Uh, it's one of them that's making... That made the 2016 uh, remaster of the first one. Um, what do you think? Do you think this could uh, have a PS5 comeback? Possibly? I mean, sooner or later it'll be on there. I mean... Remakes and remasters are all the rage right now, so at some level it will be. But mm-hmm. how soon it'll be, nobody knows. Yeah, um, Insomniac. Yeah, developers Insomniac Games. I think they're yeah they're the main ones that that, that do it. Because I remember yeah a lot of people said I don't know why I confused them with Gorilla, um, but uh, yeah. Every time a lot of people talked about Ratchet, they've kind of said like, okay, what about the balance between developing, you know, Spider-Man Two, which is obviously on the way. And this new Ratchet game. So we shall see. Hopefully it's true. I would prefer a remaster of 2 and 3 at least. Because there's the trilogy of course. Um, But uh, who knows. Maybe it will just be a new game. um, And we shall have to wait and see what that's all about. Uh, Another rumour that's kind of come around is. uh, Of course Medieval the first one was remastered recently for PS4. Couldn't really get into it. It just didn't click for me. I didn't have any nostalgia for it, so I had to just uh, give it a bit of a pass. Uh, but there's rumours of Medieval 2 being remade uh, or remastered for PS4. I don't know how well the first one did. Not many people really talked about um, Medieval on PS4, but uh, like a lot of people talked about Spyro and Crash um, when they kind of came back and everything. The whole 90s uh, PlayStation nostalgia. But um, what do you think? Do you think we could see Medieval 2? I mean, that really just kind of depends on the sales of the Medieval Remaster and what that did. And if yeah. it had decent sales, then they'll definitely make a second one. And if it didn't, then they won't. It's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear a lot of people kind of talking about this and that sort of thing. Um, but the people that I did see that played it did say they liked it. So maybe it's got like a small and dedicated fan base. I don't know. So... Uh, let's move on to, I have a couple of, uh, saved screenshots for a couple of things. Let's have a look at those. Uh, we had some big news earlier this week, or yesterday actually, sorry. Um, Jason Schreier tweeted out that, uh, Dan Hauser, one of the top creative forces behind Grand Theft Auto and Rockst- um, and, uh, Red Dead Redemption, is leaving Rockstar. Um, what do you, uh, what do you make of that? Uh, well that is kind of a shock. I mean, he has hmm. been with the company for a very long time, and... Yeah, he goes back way, ways, but we've seen that a lot in the last few years. People that have uh, um, been with companies like 10, 15 years decided that, you know, they just want to go a different direction. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that, as long as they're not, like, being forced out against their will or whatever. Yeah, yeah, hopefully it's on, you know, good terms and no bad blood, that sort of thing. Um, 
I, I, I've seen a lot of people just being like really worried for Rockstar and like what does this mean for the future of GTA and Red Dead. I I just don't really see. I mean, you you'd have to rock the Rockstar boat a lot in order for those games to start being bad. Like, sure, GTA and, and Red Dead aren't everyone's cup of tea, but in terms of just the overall quality of those games, they'd have to drop down significantly to be any kind of bad. So I I, I just don't see that happening necessarily i could be wrong of course you know gta 6 could come out or red dead 3 or whatever they're going to do next could come out and uh not be as good but uh, i just think you'd have to really dent those games quite a lot to in order for them to just it, 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 i mean because those games both to me are phenomenal are uh, uh, at those at that sort of level at the moment and even for them to be knocked down to like good i think you'd have to just do quite a lot of damage to it so Again, could be wrong. I don't want to be proved wrong necessarily because I want the, the them to still make the amazing games that they do. Hopefully, GTA 6 comes out at some point. Who knows what state? I, I you know, that game must be in development at least, but uh, we'll see when it comes out. Obviously, it's going to be a next-gen game at this point. Probably, I don't know. When uh, when do you think the GTA 6 might be made? To be honest, I'd be shocked if they ever did actually make a GTA 6 because GTA Online makes them so much money and it gets so much traffic and they they have put a lot of development into that yeah uh, they're constantly making new missions they're constantly making new maps um i outside of when we reported last week uh, the free stuff that you got when you jumped in and play it mm-hmm. i haven't really played it a whole lot but that's not from a lack of interest in the game it's just the stuff that i like to do isn't really the focus right now with the online community so there's not a whole lot for me to do yeah yeah um I mean, at some point, that game's got to got to die down. Surely, like, are we talking five years, ten years, like? Maybe five years, but even then, I'd be shocked if it was. Yeah, because it still does, you know, have a lot of success, and uh, I I don't know how well Red Dead's doing online, but I know that's still they're still doing updates for that, and it's still a fairly decent success. So who knows? I mean, as soon as those two kind of die down, then I would expect a GTA Six, but. Uh, uh, at least on my side, I hope sooner rather than later because I'm excited. I'm very excited to see what they could do with that game on these upcoming consoles. And plus the fact that you know, it, even what you can do in Red Dead and uh, in and in um, in uh, GTA and stuff, you know, it's it's going to get to the point where it's been like a year or two since Red Dead's been out. Red Dead Two's been out. So how will that technology have like evolved since then? We'll have to wait and see. So, uh, let's move on to the next thing. Uh, Scalebound. Do you remember the cancelled Microsoft game from mm-hmm. four years ago? Five years? It was a long time ago. About four or five, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, that was shown at E 3 and then it was just cancelled um, a couple of years after that. Uh, Platinum Games, who was develop- developing it, uh, would love to finish Scalebound with Microsoft's position. Um, I haven't seen any update as to like Microsoft's response, so I don't know how much we can really comment on that. But, um... I remember uh, maybe about a year ago or so there was the talk about like Nintendo might suddenly like uh, revive this game for Switch. Do you remember those discussions? Um, yeah, I vaguely just remember those rumors. So yeah, because I think it's something to do with like Platinum Games is going to turn to like Nintendo and like they're going to publish this thing for Switch. Um, so I mean, there's obviously still something going on with Scalebound. You know, we heard that news a while ago about Switch rumors and stuff, and now they still they still want to finish the game. It's not like they've just put it to bed and just completely walked away. Um, do you think we might see Scalebound in some way, shape, or form in the future? 
Probably not, just because Microsoft sunk a lot of money into that. And they canceled yeah. it so late in the development. They obviously realized that wherever they wanted to go with it, it wasn't going to go there, and they weren't going to be able to recoup their loss. So mm-hmm. for any company to be able to pick it up and uh, be able to make it that game and to make a profit with it, it is kind of a low chance. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, that game was very high on the, uh, the you know, resolution, I don't really see that playing on a Switch too well, unless they came out with like a Switch Pro that uh, um, had uh, better graphics and whatnot, but I don't see the need for that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have some uh, Switch discussion coming up here in a bit, but um, yeah, but maybe Microsoft like buys Platinum games or something, I don't know um, what they could do, so we shall wait and see. Maybe E3, E3 is always a kind of just We'll wait and see if something shows up. We know Microsoft is going to E3. Uh, Nintendo probably is as well with a Direct. So, uh, who knows? Maybe it will be a launch game for Series X or something. I don't know. So, we shall wait and see. Um, what was the other thing I had? I did have a couple of more things. You already talked about the uh, Sony shutting down the first party studio. Um, yeah, I think I've just got the one more thing to talk about. Which is, um, Nintendo apparently isn't worried about PS5 or Xbox Series X. Uh, Before we both comment on this, I want to jump into an email that we have that is going to discuss this. Uh, Peter says, I've been thinking of it lately about Switch and how it will handle future PS5 and Series X games. He's of course talking about the Xbox Series X, which is still difficult to say. Uh, But they won't... um, Yeah, how how will the Switch handle future PS5 and Series X games? But they won't. Games such as The Witcher 3 and L.A. Noir took a very long time to get ports. Um, for Switch, how on earth will the um, Switch handle future PS5 and Series X games? Uh, Robert, what do you think might happen with uh, the Switch? Well, the Switch very much stays in its own lane. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no real worry for that. Uh, and there's no reason for them to be worried. It's one of those things that they do what they do. They do it very well. And you know, unless they decide to start swinging for the fences in terms of better graphics, mm-hmm. um, there's no reason for them to be worried about anything. So, yeah, I mean, like, I I like Peter's example of like Witcher Three. You know, the game came out what five years ago. It was just recently mm-hmm. released for Switch, and like, it can just about handle it. Um, like, it, you have to have really really low resolution and everything like that. And I'm sure it still plays fairly well from what from what I've heard. And, you know, still one of the best games ever made. But uh, to have a game... And I know, like, Witcher 3 is an interesting example because it is such a massive and detailed game. It's not like playing Inside or Limbo or something on the Switch, which is a bit more of a basic kind of, you know, 2D platformer uh, sort of game. But, yeah, it took them, like, five years to get the thing on there. And uh, it uh, is is kind of running with some with some struggles, I suppose. But, I mean, in terms of, like... When would something like Cyberpunk pop up on there? When would something like... Um, I was thinking The Last of Us, but that obviously won't be on Switch. Um, like, just, you know, the next Assassin's Creed, or uh, Watch Dogs Legion, or... Um, what's another kind of game? Uh, like, the the Avengers game that's coming up from Square Enix. I'm trying to think of third-party games. Um, they're just not going to be able to handle those sorts of games. And when we jump into the next generation, and we have all these more detailed games... 
Um, I just think that it's going to be years before they end up on Switch. And like you said, you know, they'll still have their Donkey Kong, their Mario, their Zelda, their uh, Luigi's Mansion games or whatever, whenever they do another one of those. So it, the Switch will still do well for first-party games, like when Breath of the Wild 2 comes out, when a new Mario game probably comes out, Mario Kart, is it 9, the next one? I think. Uh, yeah, I think that's Yeah, I think that's the next one. Um, yeah, when those sorts of games come out, I'm sure that they'll do pretty well on Switch. But just in terms of future... I mean, it's going to get just more difficult, I think, for the Switch to do any kind of uh, third-party ports. So, because uh, they might still be, you know, importing um, games that are, uh, are quite old, like some of the old Assassin's Creed games and stuff like that. And if you haven't played them and you have a Switch, that's great. But just in terms of new games, I just don't see how it's going to work. And th unless they do actually release like a Switch Pro at some point or a Switch Two, um, but even then, like it's a um, what's called it's a hybrid tablet console sort of system and uh, it's probably going to struggle a bit so we shall see how that works out um but yeah i I, th I i think nintendo should be worried about ps5 and series x in that regard obviously like i said they're still going to have their zelda their mario they're going to be competing first party wise with other games that are on switch so we shall see um anything else you want to add to this robert no not really okay um Alright, so that's all the news that we have this for this week and everything. We do have one more email left. Of course, if you would like to send in your emails, thoughts, feedback, questions, comments, all that sort of thing, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK. There's the contact page and information in your show notes. Jessica says, Hey, fellas, with Ty getting uh, his due on PS4, are there, are there any other 3D platformers that deserve a comeback treatment? I'd personally love to see Jack and Dexter or Sly get a new game. Um, Robert, who do you think, in terms of 3D platformer characters, should get a, uh, comeback on, not just PS4 necessarily, but, uh, some sort of new comeback game? Can you think of anyone? Uh, not off the top of my head, but then again, I wasn't really much of a 3D platformer. I mean, I played a lot, a lot of Mario when I was a kid growing up, but that was mm -hmm. about the only game. Yeah, and he hasn't uh, played anyway, so... Yeah. Yeah. The only one that I could think of is I'd kind of like to see a sequel to Shadow Complex. I don't know if you ever played that game. I, don't know. I, I recognize the name. Let me just look that up. Yeah, it's one of those games that it came out on the 360 as a summer of arcade game. It's very much in the style of a Metroidvania uh, in terms of, you know, you got back and forth, upgrades, unlocks, get you into new areas, that kind of thing. It was a fairly good game at the time, and it's just one of those games mm. that it never really caught I mean, it caught on big. It was uh, it was a pretty decent game, but outside of that, you know, it, it we haven't heard much of it outside of it getting uh, HD remake on the current uh, generation. So hmm, this looks kind of decent, actually. Uh, I'm looking at some screenshots now. Um, I don't know if you'd agree with this. It looks a little bit like a 2D Metal Gear kind of game. It, I, I'm I'm looking at it and seeing some Metal Gear type of stuff. Yeah, uh, I could yeah. definitely see a bit of Metal Gear uh, influence in yeah, that. Yeah, I'm about to try this out. Did you say it was on uh, current consoles? Yeah, the it's on current consoles. I know it's on Xbox. I don't know if it's on PS4 or not. Okay, I'll see if uh, Boomerang have possibly got it. So, um, yeah, for me, I mean, Jack and Dexter. I don't like those. I I, I like the characters. They're all right. I don't like those games. Um, I don't think they hold up very well. Sly, I'd like to see get a new game. I always see the Sly community on Twitter asking for a new game. Um, for me, you know what I want. It's a new Crash game. Obviously, he did have his remaster, but I'm talking about a new 
game and uh, please for the sake of everyone's sanity don't remaster Twin Sanity or any of the other games um, it's uh, that's not the way to go hopefully Activision knows that um, and we shall see but uh, yeah I mean um, Jessica if you haven't played the um, the HD versions of Jack and Dexter they are available on the PS4 all, all four of the games because they have a um, I can't remember what it's called They're, but there's like a driving game of uh, Jack and Dexter I can't remember the name of it but they, they that's the I think it's called Jack X it might be called because you've got Jack 1 2 and 3 and then I think it's called um, Jack X it's like a driving game of some kind I can't remember if it's, like, if it's like a kart racer or a combat game but Jack gets in a car and he drives that's about as much as I can remember but those those games are available on the uh, PS4 and you can get them in like a, a bundle as well sometimes they're on sale so look out for that um, Sly I need to try and I need to go back and try those games there was something in there that I liked but um, it, it just didn't click enough for me to continue playing it but I do need to get back to those so we shall see um, but that is what we've got for you for this episode of random gaming talk um, hopefully everybody enjoys the games that they're playing if you are or are not let us know what you're playing do you enjoy it what you're looking forward to what do you think is going to be E3? I saw you, uh, speaking of E3, I saw you on Facebook discussing the um, ports thing that we talked about for the uh, mm -hmm. Series X. That was pretty cool. So Yeah, um, every now and then, like, an older poster would come up as somebody won't see. And they're mm -hmm. referring to that weird random slot on the back yeah. of the, uh, the Series X that we assume that's going to be its final form in terms of physical. Obviously, there's going to be some changes. All right. And somebody mentioned that, and I said, yeah... On my podcast, I went on the record saying that if we see a big uh, HoloLens presence in E3, that that port probably has something to do with it. Mm -hmm. And they were like, why? It's like, well, if you look at the back of the box, everything else has a label on it. Yeah. And even the uh, the sticker where it says Xbox Series X name placeholder, they have that. But where that port is, is a giant solid bar. Yeah. And so there's no obvious logo to tie it to like a network port or HDMI or anything like that. And, you know, it, and I fully admit, it's it's pure conjecture on my part. I don't know for a fact that that's mm -hmm. what it is. Yeah. That's just my thought. Right. But it doesn't look like, you know, a standard USB port or USB-C or anything like that. It's just a flat thing, isn't it? So. Yeah, uh, well, the closest the closest thing was back earlier in the Flash media days. Um, uh, God, I can't remember the name of the card, but it, it was after the uh, PC NCIA card. Find the, the card. Ah, Boomerang does not have Shadow Complex, so yeah. See if it's on the PlayStation. But it, it's store. bigger than an SD card, uh, uh, but it's uh, yeah, it's like the old. But uh, it's one of the versions of like old Flash media back in the day that you would use. Okay. Uh, technically, it's called Compact Flash, um, but it's about that physical size. And everybody on the Facebook page was talking about it was like for diagnostic, and I just don't see that because so much of everything is virtual now unless there was like an actual hardware issue that for whatever reason they uh, needed to have a physical connection to test something pretty much anything these days could be tested virtually on a software level even hardware failures could be tested on a software level so I don't see the need of a port to stick into uh, Series X to do any kind of diagnostic or testing mm -hmm. yeah so we shall see what, uh, I'm they're guessing they're going to talk about that at E3. I know we keep kind of throwing E3 um, out there, but uh, 
yeah, that's obviously going to be where Microsoft talks about some stuff. So we shall see. Because like you said, there's no other like it's not a HDMI port, it's not a USB port, it's not a power port, it's not because there's already one on there. It's the uh, slightly bigger one. So uh, we shall see. But yeah, let us know what you think it is. Do you think it's something different? Uh, let us know. Maybe it's Connect 3.0. We just don't know yet. So uh, we well, see, think... I kind of lump Hololens into being Connect 3.0. Kind of, but. In a way. But when you think about it, I mean, we had that really cool presentation at E3 like two or three years ago where we saw uh, the HoloLens and what you would actually see if you were using it. And they had that Minecraft demo, and that looked super, super cool. Yeah. And that was like two or three years ago, and we haven't heard Jack since then. No, nothing at all. So um, that's that. Um, but that's what we've got for you for this episode of Random Gaming Talk. Thank you very much for listening. Um, please continue to... Yeah, continue to listen weekly, and uh, we shall keep making the episodes. Just a quick note, I we are both aware we're approaching episode 200. We have some things we're trying to plan and prepare for it. Uh, those things have not happened yet. Um, so the possibility thing that we're going to do is jump from 199 to 201, and then when we're actually ready to record episode 200, uh, we will record episode 200. I'm just trying to get certain guests possibly in line. Um, and the new co-host that I talked about on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, I'm waiting for that to line itself up basically as well. So I am trying to do things. Um, I'm trying to kind of figure out how to get those things completed, but, uh, some of it is a bit more out of my hands. Um, so we'll po- you'll possibly have to wait a little bit for that episode. And, uh, when we're ready to do it, we will record it because we're, this is 196, I think I haven't got the draft open in front of me, but, um, yeah. Uh, are you excited for episode 200 and the possibility of this yeah. new uh, co-host? Yeah, I can't wait to meet the new co-host. Well, virtually meet the new co-host. Um, <laughs> get yeah. you know maybe get a guest or two on there, and definitely uh, send in some questions for 200 because I love answering questions just in general. Yeah. Um, it all it reminds us that we're not just talking into microphones and nobody's hearing it. We I love getting that feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just throw in random questions. This is random gaming talk. Just it doesn't have to necessarily be about games. And we might save the question for later, or we might read it. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of depends on the question itself, and we'll just go from there. Yeah. Do you know what I kind of love is you know there's that segment uh, at the start of Sacred Symbols when uh, <laughs> when Chris and Carly just talk about a bunch of a bunch of uh, nonsense questions. I love that segment mm-hmm. of that podcast. It's just the most ridiculous random questions and. It has no place in their gaming podcast, but I also don't care because it's just so fun. I'm not saying we're going to start doing uh, stuff like that, but um, yeah, that's pretty fun as well. So, but, well, it's uh, also easier for them to do like random stuff like that because you know, and, and up until when Colin moved out of California, that you know they lived close-ish to each other, they could kind of hang out and do stuff, and so it was a little bit more relative. Mm-hmm. We're about four thousand miles yeah. apart from each other, so yeah, so. Um, that is that, I suppose. But yeah, get your questions in. Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, get involved, get your feedback in, get your questions in for episode 200. Um, and uh, we shall see how things go uh, in, in the next couple of weeks. So, uh, And yes, I'm very excited to introduce this new co-host. Hopefully things go as, as they should do and uh, it will be very good. So I'm, uh, I have a lot of confidence in this person. I've told that person and they're very happy that I've said that about them and uh, we shall see how it all works out but um, exciting times possibly and hopefully 
uh, in the future. Uh, anyway, you can find all the content that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org. If you would like to support this podcast and support Entertainment Talk, you've got a few different options. Patreon, of course. Uh, check out the $1 and $3 level tiers for review options and for ad-free podcast options as well. And, of course, you can always ask me questions about anything related to Entertainment Talk, and I'll be happy to answer those. Um, so, if you're confused about anything or whatever, just let us know. Um, yeah, Amazon affiliate link. If you shop on Amazon, which a lot of you do, you can use our affiliate link. We'll get a small cut of what you spend. It doesn't cost you extra. iTunes feeds. If you're listening on iTunes, uh, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us. You don't actually have to review the feed. You can just uh, tap on the star rating. I do that with a lot of the podcasts that I listen to as well. Just scroll down. Just tap on the star rating, and that will help us out as well. And also make sure to subscribe so that you get sent new episodes. That helps you out as well. Um, word of mouth, of course. If you want to tell your friends, family, people that you know about all the different content that we make, um, whether it's games, TV shows, films, Man United, sports, or whatever, uh, we've got them mostly covered. You know, with the, with the content that we make. So be sure to tell them about that. Um, What's the other thing? Social media, of course, you can share them on Facebook and Twitter, and if you're allowed to, put them in different Facebook groups, and if you want to watch us play different video games, you can watch me and David on Twitch, stream on Twitch, and, uh, David on, uh, me and David on, uh, Twitch on Robot on Mixer. I've said that probably so many times, but I got that mix up there. And you can also, of course, look out for Let's Play Sundays as well. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.